This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Edison Tucker. I am 32 years old. I live on Asher Road in Jerusalem, Oregon, and I am in my room, and I am safe. Nothing is in this house that wants to hurt me. I have four PhDs. I have a scar on my left forearm. I have brown eyes. I'm from Huttonsville, West Virginia. I went to Stanford. On my bedside table is my phone and water, and under my pillow is my hunting knife. I have brown eyes. I am safe.
Ma'am? Ma'am? Uh, uh, sorry? You're blocking the aisle. Oh, uh, sorry, my bad. supposed to look like. Chili lime, curry mix, garlic salt, shit. Description would have been nice, Lucy. What are you looking for? Uh, curry curry mix? Never used it before, so... I don't know what the packaging looks like. Oh, here. Kare Kare has the green band. Oh. My brother-in-law is from the Philippines. He's really into family dinners. Oh, thanks. I like your jacket. The uh, patches are cool. I travel around the country a lot. I like to pick up souvenirs. Are you a trucker? <laughs> no, um, just an explorer. Elsie Henley. I run the web series America the Unexplained. Ed Tucker. You mean the YouTube channel? Yeah. Wait. Ed Tucker? Dr. Edison Tucker? That's me. Okay. I know you probably hear this a lot, but I am genuinely a huge fan of your work. I came to your joint talk with Colin Dickey at UCLA, and you handle discussion with a non-believer really well. Actually, I agree with most of Are you researching here in Jerusalem, too? We're filming a new episode about the area. Apparently, it's one of the country's biggest paranormal hotspots. I'm sorry, what did you say your show was again? Aren't you guys the ones that did an episode about, uh, uh, Winn-Dixie Go-Go's? You mean what? Uh, it's kind of their whole thing that you're not supposed to say the name. Okay. Well... Listen, I'm still really impressed with your research, and we don't exactly have a guide around here, so we'd love to have you on the episode. Credit and everything, of course. Oh, I, um, I don't know. I'm pretty busy these days. Apparently the world isn't going to end itself. Well, if you find the time, here's my card. Just give me a call. We'd be glad for the intel. Intel? Yeah. On species, mythos, local reactions. <laughs> what kind of monster hunting have you been doing? Hey, Ed. Hi. Um, they said you were in here. Yep, I'm just finishing with the sagebrush lizard. She's getting her checkup right now, so... Cleaning time. Cool. As you can see, I got your voicemail. That you did. I can't give you an answer answer yet about the episode, but any questions you have about Jerusalem, I'm fine with answering them off the record. I appreciate it. Um, do you want to sit down? Sure. Okay, shoot. I guess to start, how long have you been in town? 
How long have I lived here? Uh, wow. Just over half a year now. I moved in around late August, so yeah, seven months. Jeez. And what would you say your thesis was? The crux of your research? Evidence? I didn't really have a solid goal in mind besides that. Stanford and I have a very, uh, fun and special understanding. Which is? I published a shit ton of papers for you guys. Now give me money to go do science. (laughs) Clearly, you speak academia then. Fluently. So? Found anything particularly interesting? Uh... Not much. Nope. Some weird goo. Haven't ruled out a parasite-infected snail, though. Persistence. It's what keeps us in the game. I respect it. Yeah. Thanks. Was the community any different than you had imagined? What do you mean? It's labeled the strangest town in America for a reason. I'm surprised there isn't more touristy stuff. Point Pleasant has a whole statue. Well, that's not really how we roll. There's a reason there aren't any hotels or B&Bs. Folks don't like the moniker. People come here to raise their kids, be close to nature, not live in a tourist trap. It's a pretty tight-knit community. Did you find you had any trouble integrating into it? At first, yeah. Folks kind of assumed I was here to run around in a Bigfoot chasing van. (laughs) My housemate even asked me if I was starting a... Uh, never mind. It wasn't an open-armed welcome, I'll tell you that. So, what changed? Well... Ed? Oh, hi, Lincoln. What are you doing here? Picking up the twins from Timber Scouts. You, uh, wouldn't happen to know where the planetarium is. Leave this room, take a right, and it's the hallway on the left with the -the glow-in-the-dark stars on the walls. Got it. Oh, also, Abigail ordered this new speaker lights Bluetooth thing... And, well, I've got no idea how to set it up. I figured you might, so would you mind coming on over and helping her with it? Yeah, sure. Sounds pretty easy. Just give me a call when it gets here. Thank you. Technology, well, it ain't my forte. Wasn't Ruhi telling everyone at the town hall last week about when you couldn't figure out how to unsplit your iPad keyboard? I gave it to Theo for five seconds. I don't know what the hell he did to it. Ignorance is bliss sometimes, man. I'll see you around. Have a good one, Ed. Oh, I'm sorry, who's your friend? Elsie Henley. I'm just meeting with Ed about my- Research! She's, uh, interested in my research. For an article. Stanford newspaper. She's in my department. Bye, Lincoln! Uh, goodbye. (sighs) Sorry, it's just... Better if he doesn't know what you're here for. Oh, really? Look, I told you. Folks around here don't like cryptid hunters. They don't trust them. And I'm sure you're just looking to do your job, but I live here. I don't want to... Compromise your position? That's one way you could put it. I understand. Gaining trust with sources takes a lot of work. I'll keep it professional. But... You didn't answer my question. You're a cryptid hunter, too. What was your in? I mean, I wouldn't call myself that. 
cryptozoology takes a more scientific, culturally aware approach, working alongside academia. Okay, Dr. High and Mighty. No, 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 not like that. What I'm trying to say is things that we study, all the evidence suggests they can be dangerous. I'll tell you right now, I've had some encounters. You tangle with this shit and don't know what you're doing, you'll get a lot worse than a scar. Trust me. So, there are monsters in Jerusalem. Well, no, I said I had encounters, not- Ed, I appreciate the advice. I really do. I, I asked for it. But my team and I are professionals. We have a medic with us. Everybody is trained to deal with dangerous situations. Uh-huh. The offer is still there for you to be on the show. Even if we don't find anything, I'm sure our viewers would love to hear a few stories from you. <sighs> we'll be filming at the entrance to Jordan Creek Park tomorrow if you change your mind. No pressure. Just one truth seeker to another, yeah? What will you guys do if you don't find anything? Well, we're certainly not getting paid by Stanford University to stick around. There's a big wide world out there, Ed, and small towns like these, well, take away the branding and they're a dime a dozen. Everybody wants to be the next great mystery. so guilty about it. What if they really do run into something? Like, the lions or a demon or worse. They won't have any idea how to handle it. You're just as vulnerable to those sorts of things as they are. Well, yeah, but at least I know what I'm doing. You're awfully sure these people will encounter anything at all. They seem like a lot of very overconfident hobbyists who haven't stepped inside a real laboratory in their lives. Who's to say they won't simply irritate everything away? I mean, yeah, but that's a big if. Is it even yours to be concerned with? If you'll remember, idiots like them come through Jerusalem all the bloody time. We have angels and plagues of frogs, not anything they're hoping to find. Don't give people the wrong idea just because of a concern that's highly unlikely to happen. Hey, you said the exact same thing about me. Don't go messing about in the forest, Edison. Werewolves aren't real, Edison. And guess what? You didn't tell me what I was in for, so I got my ass kicked tons of times! To be fair, you are very attractive to things that want to kill you. Gee, I'm flattered. But even when you thought I couldn't handle that stuff, you still tried to protect me. Of course I did, Edison. I'm your guardian angel. Protection, for me, is a physical draw. Right. Yeah. Your duty. Thanks for reminding me why you're still here. Now, you know that's not well, true. Well, it's not like you've given me any other reason, Lucy. You've been cagey as hell about it. What else am I supposed to assume? That you should trust me? To do what? To lie to me for months because you didn't think I could handle myself? How on earth was I supposed to know you couldn't die? It's not as if you ever told me. Edison. How did you know? 
How did you realize you can't die? That you can heal from anything? How did it happen? I... I don't see how that's... What was it you said? Borderline personality disorder? The... The stuff? Lucy, I really need you to not push it with this. Then I would highly suggest you give me any other conclusion to draw, because the one I am coming to is not good. The point is, I'm alive, okay? You are. And you're a scientist. Lucy. You experiment. Multiple times. Did you really hold your own life in such a low regard? We are not talking about this. You're not talking to me about anything. You cannot tell me what happened with Linus didn't affect you. I'm not an idiot, Edison. It doesn't matter if it affected me. I can handle my own goddamn mental health. Then you should have absolutely no issue with talking about it to someone who wants to help you. I don't need your help. I was perfectly fine on my own for years, and just because I have a guardian angel now doesn't change any of that. You swing your sword. You throw in a miracle. That's it. So stop trying to coddle your way into my business when I don't want you to! I... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I... That was shitty and awful, and I didn't mean it. I just... I apologize. I'm gonna go take some time to cool off. Please, just give me some space right now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I know you said you wanted to be alone, but it's going to rain soon. At least come inside. I'll be fine. What's the worst that could happen? I slip? While I understand your ambivalence toward the situation, I would appreciate if you didn't talk like that. Like what? Like the truth? Because we both know what the real argument here is, and I need you to understand that sometimes... Sometimes there are things better left not talked about. I disagree. Okay. Well, it isn't really about you, is it? Look, I get that you're trying to be a good friend here. I respect that. But in the past few months, I have had... A lot of choices taken away from me, and I am 
going to hold on to the ones I still have. If that includes deciding I don't want to talk about something, too bad. I'm not trying to pry, Edison. I'm just... seeing that you're hurting. And I want to do what I can to make it stop. Well, you can't! I can't! No one can! It is just something I have to live with for the rest of my life! (sighs) So will you please just take your savior complex and get off this roof so I can enjoy my last few acceptable minutes of misery and peace before I go meditate or draw or some shit. I don't think you're going to do any of those things. Oh, you don't. I think you are going to do what you always do every single time something happens, which is bottle it all up and tell yourself that you don't need anyone's help to process it. Even when I am right here, I have always been here trying to help you. And I never ask for it! Exactly. I'm not doing this for fun, Edison. I am asking you to talk about this because I bloody care about you, and I don't want to watch you self-destruct. I am not self-destructive! You are standing on a roof just minutes away from a thunderstorm with no intention to get down. You smoke, you drank alcohol on your birthday and couldn't get out of bed the next day until noon. Not being able to die does not mean you have a license to try your damnedest I am not! I am not fucking like that anymore! Goddamn trying in the face of a monumental amount of shit! And do I fuck up sometimes? Yes! I. I am a goddamn human person! That's what we do! But I am trying so, so hard to be good that might as well just be what kills me! I am fucking self actualized! Then bloody talk to the one person who's trying to help you stay that way! You don't get it! You don't! You ask me to tell you where it hurts, but it's everywhere! It always will be! I can be good, I can be healthy, I can follow every goddamn tip in the book, but this is my life, Lucy! I have storms! They pass, but they happen! And it is not my right to bring other people in! That is the most idiotic and ridiculous thing you've ever said to me. What? I have told you time and time and time again, you're not a burden. You're simply not listening to me. Would I remain your friend throughout all of this simply because some cosmic design said I need to protect you? No. I could pull you out of your latest mess and be done with it if that's what I chose. But I don't. I care about you because I want to, Edison. And it is an immense insult for you to tell me that you don't want my help when that is the only thing that's really kept you from getting killed. I... I don't want to force you to tell me anything. I don't want you to feel that you don't have a choice. But I'm not a fool. Our lives are a mess. And... Sometimes I feel as if you're the only thing that makes sense in it all. I can't do this alone either. I don't want to. 
So don't you dare pretend as if no one is reaching out to help you. That you are an exception to humanity and how we need each other when I am here asking you to please just look at me. Why did you catch me? I didn't want you to fall. Why not? What? Edison, you know why. No. None of that cryptic bullshit. That's not you. Why? We can't. You're... And I'm... Yeah. You're right. What? I said you were right. Oh, to hell with it. <laughs> what? You're glowing. I'm making you glow. Yes. Yes, you do. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have... It's not my place to demand explanations that you aren't ready to give. Thank you, but... You're right. Twice in one day. <laughs> Miracles do happen. For the record, I want to say I'm not that person anymore, but that's not true. There's always going to be a part of me that glances at the back door when things get bad, but I'm trying really hard to show her that she doesn't have to. I'm trying to be the person she didn't think she could. I know. It must be hard. Not because I don't think you're the strongest person I've ever met, but... I know you, Edison. I know you're not the type to ever give up. But that doesn't make it any easier. And I see that. I want you to know that I see you. <sighs> Let's go inside. Don't want to get caught in the storm. Is that a third? Don't push it. Where the Stars Fell is a production of Caldera Studios and is produced and written by Newton Shottlecotty. The voice of Thomas Lincoln was John Hardcastle. The voice of Elsie Henley was Marnie Warner. The voice of The Shopper was Artemis Zara Gultikin. The voice of Lucille Kensington was Madeline Harvio. The voice of Dr. Edison Tucker was Newton Shottlecotty. 
The voice of Metatron was Karim Kronfli. Script edits were done by Kit Adams and Charleston Aris, with a sensitivity read by Kit Adams. All sound effects taken from Audio Library, Sound Library, Nogatee Studio, Original Foley, or used under Creative Commons license. Find transcripts, social media links, and places to listen at wherethestarsfell.com. I'll be right back. Just a glass of water. Lucille, be not afraid. Oh, that's so cliché. Who are you? I'm surprised you do not remember. Although we did not speak much before. I am Metatron, the scribe of heaven. I bear news. I can assume as much. What do you want? To bear news to you. Right. Yes. Well, go on then. The time has come. You have been called to incend your peace and bring about the great change. The end is near. What? No. I'm here to protect her, not to... Yes. Protect the Antichrist from those who would do it harm before the time is ripe. And now, it is so. In two months' time, a comet will pass over the constellation Kessel. To your current form's people, it was an event that heralded... Last days. Yes. Then is the beginning of the end. You don't... You don't understand. She doesn't... Edison doesn't want to end the world. That is of no matter. What is told will be done. You have been given 61 days to prepare yourself and to return to heaven. Your proper place will be resumed there. Do you have any questions? No. Very well. We will meet again. Rejoice, Lucille. The kingdom is near. of noises. What's going on? Are you okay? I... I love you. And there's something you need to know. Live lives of plenty least more than twenty Cuts off the exits 
if you let it spread You keep me honest So I'll keep this promise No matter the raptures ahead So let there be comets With tails made of razor sharp nails Poisonous guests Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey there, we're dm to gm I'm your DM from Dungeons & Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from The End of Time and Other Bothers, Sean Howard. What we like to do around here is answer the questions that you have about tabletop RPGs and get you started feeling comfortable playing games around your table. We want to share our real experiences, what we've learned, what's been helpful, so that other people can get going. And because and a lot of these hurdles are just in their head. So find us every other week wherever you listen to podcasts or visit dm to gmcom dm to gm get your game started. <laughs> 